Hello, and welcome to Graciously Grieving, Living Through the Pain, the podcast series where we talk about the grieving process and how to do it graciously. I'm your host, Ricky Cunningham, and our co-host, Morgan Horton, is with us. Good evening, everybody. In today's episode, we will be discussing the impact of grief on Valentine's Day. Okay, so today is February 1st, and we know this is the love month and everything, but February 1st has a special meaning to us because that is the day that our dad, her grandfather, um, was born, Josiel Randall, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like, you know, and Aunt Lucille because he was a twin, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like it, um, We, of course, you know the day is coming. And I kind of had it pushed in the back of my mind, but it's when me and your brother were uh, leaving the gym and I dropped him off at home and he asked me, basically he asked me how I was doing or or did I know what the day was. And I was just jarred. It just jarred me for a minute there because now I'm faced with it. I have to deal with it Mm -hmm. because it's been acknowledged. So now I have to deal with those feelings about he's not here. Right. So how are you? How are, have you managed today? Today I kept I kept busy, not trying to ignore this, no ignore his birthday, but I wanted to not dwell in it because mm-hmm. I I could still have my moments where I get choked up. But today I I gave back to the community. I went to a meeting and I'm here with you on the podcast. I just kept my mind busy. Mm-hmm. I didn't forget about it, but I yeah. know if I sit there and dwell on it, I would get in my feelings. And I know that's not healthy for me. Right, right. And uh, the other thing that's getting ready to come up is uh, Valentine's Day. Now, Daddy wasn't a big Valentine's uh, Day person. Usually, Mommy would buy herself something and put his name on it. But, you know, we still, we have to deal with that, too, as Mm -hmm. well as others. And there are certain triggers. So, I want us to be able to understand the impact of grief on Valentine's Day. Like you have the triggers that can happen on social media, you turning on trying to just post your little uh, meme or whatever you call them things or gifts, mm-hmm. and and there you go. There's the 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 memory or something that mm-hmm. brings you back, because that's what happened to me today. And I guess I was trying again avoid, you know, Facebook today mm-hmm. because I knew that was going to be on one of my memories, and sure enough, that was. The first memory on there, but so we have to learn how to understand how to manage that. Um, seeing those posts and the romantic gestures because it's coming. We we already know it's coming for uh, Valentine's Day. Um, people will post uh, pictures of flowers, they little special dinners, mm-hmm. and then oh, she said yes. So we can expect that, but we have to be able to manage those feelings of loneliness and sadness, a sadness, especially for those who are grieving a loss, but you know, also from a breakup, because I've said it before that, you know, it is not just death Death. that, that caused some grief. So we have to learn how to uh, build that up. Um, there's a quote that I want to read about, and it says, um, The pain of grief is just as much a part of life as the joy of love. It is perhaps the price we pay for love, the commitment 
excuse me, the cost of commitment. To ignore this fact or to pretend that it is not so is to put an emotional blinkers, which leave us unprepared for the losses that will inevitably occur in our lives and unprepared to help others cope with losses in theirs. And this was uh, stated by Dr. Colin Murray Parks from uh, Bereavement, Studies of Grief in Adult Life. But the Queen Elizabeth, she also used part of that quote um, after 9-11. And then and she just simply said, grief is the price we pay for love. And that is, that's, that's what it is about. And we have to be sensitive to, to those triggers and others, um, when they come, because not all our, our friends are going to be excited, you know, especially if they have someone, they're going to be excited about, Oh, look what he gave me. Look what he gave me. Mm -hmm. Not realizing how that pain is just sitting right there kind of dormant, but not dormant. And, um, so we have to create a safe space, especially on social media. I'm going to keep saying that because I'm telling you them, get ready for them. Facebook posts, they're coming. Um, so we have to find something to help be conducive to the healing in our emotional growth. And I just think that, um, that is so important for us to do, to do that. Be mindful of those uh, triggers and set boundaries because yes. if we don't, we will come overwhelmed. We will become overwhelmed with uh, that day, and I don't want that to happen to us. So when we come back, we're going to talk about um, self-care and alternatives. So in addition to setting the boundary, knowing our triggers, and then setting the boundaries, we also need to engage into some activities that have nothing to do with like Valentine's Day or love. Find something that's kind of neutral mm -hmm. to take care of ourselves because sometimes we just don't do that. By immersing ourselves in activities that can bring us joy and fulfillment, we can create a positive and healthy outlet for our emotions, reducing the temptation to dwell on the uh, memories of um, the loss. Mm -hmm. Find joy in the life that we, we now have. Because we do, we have to keep pressing on. We have to. We can't stay stagnant and in the same place. No. Um, and that's what our loved ones would want for us. In this book, and I say this all the time too, and I say, oh, I got to read this. And this book is called uh, What the Bible Says About Dealing with Difficult Times. And it says, be patient, be satisfied with incremental progress, and don't give up. And it says, persistence is power, patience is wisdom. And progress, no matter how small, is still progress. So today, I might not be able to sit here and watch The Notebook, mm -hmm. which I think is the greatest love story of them all. But I, I can't do that. But I can make it through watching a, a commercial about she went to Jared, he went to Jared. Mm -hmm. Or I can watch When Harry Met Sally. But it's the small things, it's the baby steps, because it's not going to be just the instant 
recovery. Right. It's going to take time. And patience. And patience. So what small steps have you found that you, you have been able to do because you you have taken the time to? Uh, well, to our family, uh, one song that we held uh, near to our heart was Don't Take Your Joy Away by Kurt Franklin with uh, soloist Tamara, mm-hmm. Tamara Mann. And originally I couldn't be able to listen to that song. Mm-hmm. Today, Yeah. on a good day. I can listen to that song. I still have my moments where it comes on right. on my uh, playlist and I get weepy. But today is a good day. Mm-hmm. And I can listen even though today's grandpa's birthday. It's a good day. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I understand. He didn't take my joy away mm-hmm. with his death. But I have found joy to mm-hmm. keep me going. Good. That's good. And we have to do that. Self-care. Self-love. Mm-hmm. Show yourself some love. Just don't go crazy on Amazon shopping like I do sometimes. I don't know. I was looking into some skates. I'm thinking about learning how to skate. You know what? Me too. I was thinking about inline skating. Just something so we can get out and enjoy because it's getting ready to be warm again. Mm -hmm. We're in Texas anyway, so our weather is here and there. But um, that's a good way to be in touch with God's nature and see God everywhere Mm -hmm. and see god in his in his creation Mm -hmm. you never know who you might meet on the on the thing who might just say hey how you doing you might be the sunshine that they need so if you're working hard this is going back to the book right so if you work working hard to resolve your challenges keep working keep praying and stay hopeful remember that you and god working together can accomplish great things because nothing is impossible for him. And we know that verse. With God, all things are possible. Amen. We just got to put him at the center of it. We got to stop trying to be in control because we're not. Mm-mm. We have to go to the creator mm-hmm. to get help with his creation. Yes. So that's what we have to do. And then, so I want us to think about, as I say, alternative approaches um, to Valentine's Day. When coping with grief on Valentine's Day, explore other ways to celebrate the holiday can provide individuals with a sense of empowerment and comfort. That goes back to taking care of yourself. So, for example, create new traditions that center around different forms of love, such as the self-love, friendships. Acts of kindness. You said you went to your group and you did some community service. Right. That's good. It shifts our focus of the day from romantic love to more inclusive and personal expressions of love and care. Yes. Lean on your friends and family. There's a scripture that says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3-4. through 4, It said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of compassion, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles. That's everything, all. So that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. So once God starts healing us, he wants us to go and find somebody else. That needs that same healing. Mm-hmm. We ain't just supposed to keep it to ourselves. We are we are supposed to help one another. Yes. 
Because chances are some of our friends or family, most definitely family, are just trying to make it through Valentine's Day as well or any day. Yes. Because remember, grief is not just for the death of a loved one. It comes from the end of a relationship. Someone could be in pain because their relationship has ended and they're, they're heartbroken. Or the, even if the the breakup was mutual, they're still the just breakup. a yeah, just the thought of that person being gone. Because mm-hmm. once you're in a relationship with somebody, that's your best friend. Yeah, that shows a half, and to not have that person there, that comfort zone, mm-hmm. it hurts. Yes, yes. So we have to find a way to to make it through, and of course, and always at any time, we can shift our focus to God, as our scripture says, He is the Father of compassion and the God of all. Comfort. One of my favorite verses is Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear not, because he's with me. He's going to strengthen me. He will give me his right hand to, to lift me up. So we have to depend on him for everything. Pray and meditate on the love of God, and that would be our strength. All right, Morgan, so I was discussing with you um, earlier about how we're going to finish out this season, season two, and then um, pretty much finish out um, until the, for the summer. Right. It's this book called uh, Grief's Deception, Overcoming the Twelve Lies Whispered to a Broken Heart, and this is by Debbie Jordan. And so what I want us to do is each week we'll read the chapter and we'll go over and highlight some of the things that we learn from that so we can try to help someone make it through this journey and the healing process from grief. And so um, that is my prayer that we can just be beneficial to somebody and help if it's just one person. That's what I I really want us to be able to do. Is to help someone because grief, it, it is painful. It can be excruciatingly painful. And when you feel that you are alone or you place yourself in isolation, it intensifies that, that already intense pain. So I want us to be, I want this podcast and me and you to be an outlet for someone yes. to find relief for, for that pain. And with that being said, um, do you have anything else you want to input before we go to God in prayer? Just <clears throat> as this holiday comes up, even though it's, it's the holiday for lovers, check on the folks who don't have somebody there for you now. Just reach out. Don't leave them alone. You know that they, they are grieving out of a loss or a relationship. Just reach out to them. If it's just to say, hey, how you doing? Or you want to go grab lunch, have a cup of coffee, just... Be there for someone because they, they need a shoulder to cry on or just to know somebody is thinking of them because mm-hmm. right now they're, they're in a dark spot and they need their uh, need somebody. Yes. So reach out and touch. Yes, indeed. Let us go to the God in prayer. Dear Lord, we come to you, Lord, in desperate need of your compassion and comfort. Help us to manage the days to come as we see the different posts on social media and are reminded of our love, the absence of our loved ones. Give us peace to know that we are safe in your arms, Lord God, and the strength to continue to live graciously. 
one moment at a time, one day at a time. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, my gracious gems, that is our time for this episode. I want to thank you for joining us today. Be sure to tune in next week when we will begin discussing Greece Deception, Overcoming the Twelve Lies Whispered to a Broken Heart. And if you want to get this book and go along with uh, Morgan and I, you can find it on Amazon. And there is no workbook to accompany it. The book is uh, $13.99 and the workbook is $9.99, I believe. So I would love for y'all to do that and then leave thoughts and comments about that. So we have a phone number that you can send your text to. 903-483-4994 or email us at graciouslygrievinglttp at gmail.com with your thoughts and comments. We also have a Facebook page, Graciously Grieving, Living Through the Pain, and a blog, www.graciouslygrievinglttp.blog. That is our time for today. I love you, my gracious gems. I'm Ricky Cunningham. I'm Morgan Horton. Thanks for listening. Have a good day, y'all.